So what I think Disney did here was that they took the Queeby formula, they took the short form shorts, right? Mm -hmm. That we've always seen in front of the, some of their movies, their most classic movies, right? Yeah. Pixar movies. That's what the, that's what they based this off of, the 20s, 30s, 40s, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck cartoons. Yeah, but they showed that Queeby, the reason why it failed was not because of the service that it was providing, the idea of short things can work, but that it was the content that Queeby was making, it was the branding, the way it publicized itself, and the people in charge who I think made Queeby fail. Because Disney just came out with glowing earnings, and I know it's not on the back of I Am Groot or anything, <laughs> but this isn't a bad show. Like, it was rather enjoyable. There were three to four minutes, five total segments, and it was just brief enough not to get sick of the Groot character, enjoy the adventure, and also simple enough not to feel like it was being too rushed. When I first heard that this show was coming out, because I watched it as well, I was a little worried because I was like, haven't we done the whole entire baby Groot thing? It had been like, played out? Yeah. We we're already, already in teenage Groot years. Right, yeah, especially when he had like Infinity War. Yeah, Guardians by the time he was breaking Thor's or making Thor's new hammer, <laughs> like he was already well older yeah. than this. This is like him at the basic twig stage to him being like water bottle sized Groot. And like, that would be the equivalent of a newborn to him being a toddler. Yeah, exactly. Right? So most of the storyline that's, and he does speak, I guess. So toddler, a little bit older than toddler. I find it funny because whenever Vin Diesel says, I am Groot, and that's really like what 100% of the dialogue in this TV series, they actually have it ran out in the script as to what he's actually saying. Yeah. But it's just, I am Groot the entire time. Well, I don't know a lot about Groot as a character in the comics, but I do know that he does say more than I am Groot. It's just that no one understands him but Rocket. Right, yeah. Yeah. But just in honor of these five episodes, though, I wanted to go back and look up the first short Disney program that they played before a movie. Not the first Disney short, because that'd be like Mickey Mouse or something. Yeah. But like the first one that they ever played or previewed right before an actual film. And do you have any idea what that would have been or no. what year that would have been in? Okay, so you remember how the Disney vault worked for the longest time is that Disney would release their movies and then re-release them every seven years or 10 years because they knew a new group of kids would be coming to the theaters and no one had VHS, so they weren't available to watch any other way. So they basically kept cashing in on the same old movies over and over yeah. again. Fantasia originally came out in like 1940 or something but this was in during one of the one of the um re-releases in 1947 and that's when they decided to stick on peter and the wolf right mm -hmm. that classic yeah. story and that was actually part of a musical anthology film called make mine music which came out in 1946 but they took that peter and the wolf segment stuck it at the beginning of fantasia i went and watched it it was 14 minutes long and it's very strange because you have a narrator talking over the characters which is like peter the wolf the, this like duck, this bird, and like speaking lines for them, but also having those characters make instrumental sounds. So, it, and it also is a little boring. And because it wasn't particularly good, I find it crazy how they continued to make them afterwards. And now we're here where 80 years ago, they had narrators to make sure that people were entertained by what was going on. And now they're just like, we'll let Groot handle it. Right. He, he only needs to say a couple words for people to make sense of it. And also the animation style, how we've changed over the years. Yeah, it's I crazy. Can, yeah. So Brad Winterbaum, he's the executive producer for most of the Marvel shows. He uh, produced What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight. He did Thor, Love and Thunder as well. She, Hulk at Law and Ironheart. All of those, except for the last two, like not my favorites. Yeah. But, honestly, Marvel by far, like Loki 
no. Yeah, no, no Loki, no WandaVision either. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I went back to listen to our WandaVision in just kind of preparation for this, and I said that WandaVision was going to be more than one season. So. <laughs> well, maybe you thought so at the time. Yeah, at the time. So. But he was given a list of people who could possibly helm this show by Disney, um, and he saw Kirsten Lepore, and what he did was he went on to her YouTube channel, actually, and saw a couple of her shorts. She's done a lot of stop-motion animation, such things like Bottle, Sweet Dreams, uh, Move Mountain. And the thing about those three stop-motion like things in particular is not only the fact that they're kind of famous on YouTube, but also that they feature no signs of like talking, no written dialogue. They're all uh, supposed to be like three to five minutes in between. And also... So two check marks there, and he was like, yeah. Right, yeah, and he really, I think he really liked Bottle because he kept on bringing that one up, talking about the plot of it. It's basically about sand and snow and them wanting to meet each other. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. The characters in all of these ones are not, like, actual humans. Yeah, They're supposed to and be. stop motion, to have that sort of patience, clearly shows that you're willing to put a lot of effort in. Right, and then he w- and then she was given the opportunity to do an Adventure Time episode called Bad <laughs> Jubbies, which was actually critically acclaimed. Okay. And I think her most famous short on YouTube is a High Stranger short that featured a new character that okay. speak to the camera like really creepily it was like parodied on Stephen Colbert I think but yeah no so after Brad Warrenbaum saw that uh she he reached out to her and then she was like yeah I definitely want to do this thing and her goal was to make every single episode like you were saying three minutes in fact I think she said most came out to five but then she herself edited them down to good three. yeah yeah I, I saw that it didn't feel rushed though like yeah. I was saying and they're the simple ideas behind it is what really make it work because if it was trying to put in too many convoluted easter eggs or anything you would have figure that out really quickly yeah like i remember even with what if they tried to put in like different shots from different movies to try to make it like more artistic in that way it's like no don't do that with certain lines of dialogue on the nose yeah yeah but it doesn't just have to be for kids it's 15 minutes like total watch time so everybody can watch it that's why i'm so positive on the show and the episodes flow by rather quickly but they're memorable in a way yeah which one was your favorite one out of all of them i would say it went from being my least favorite one to the favorite one that would be the third episode but we should go through them all really quickly yeah so the first episode Groot's first steps i just want to say really fast oh so they all have names yeah they all have names they all have actual posters as well that disney uh did this one was the only one to me that felt like it could have actually been in the film itself yeah i labeled this one twig Groot in a mug because that's how it starts (laughs) yeah it's just we've seen this Groot at the end of what uh guardians of the galaxy yeah the first guardians and so then after that he basically starts growing because of these two robots that keep on watering him right and then he cracks out of the mug and then he's replaced by a non-anthropomorphic alien bonsai tree and then he feels very jealous of that tree until he starts to beat it up and he breaks his own mug finds out he has legs mm-hmm. and that's about where it leaves well, off he finds out also that he's able to like grow his arms as well oh yeah he finds out his abilities uh, a little bit as that small tiny character does kind of like a dennis the menace type this right was, off the bat this was the first the only episode i think that like actually has continuity to it because he's able to walk and everything like we're talking about yeah but i think it was necessary because they were trying to bridge the gap between the first movie and the second movie and kind of show you an evolution of the character in a way but yeah it's really the only episode that has as you say continuity the second episode is called for me on a desert planet group finds a very small alien colony actual name is the little guy okay yeah so yeah he finds 
finds out that he is actually the big Groot, again, <laughs> because there's all these really, really tiny... It's almost like Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. Yes. And then he accidentally, I think, causes havoc, or he, like, blows on them because he's just kind of being curious like a cat. And then they start attacking him with some advanced weaponry, like lasers and stuff, until he farts out a leaf. Yeah. That, now, that, I, I actually like the part with the uh, with the kind of, like, Star Wars shifts that they were using. It's funny you say that Groot reminded you of a cat, because what they did was um, James Gunn went to Curse and the Poor and was like, look, um, whenever I was thinking about Groot or whenever I was thinking about his facial expressions, I would think of emojis. So mm-hmm. that's how they, like, kind of made it. So this face. is just Emoji Movie 2. <laughs> In a way, yeah. But not as good as Emoji Movie 1, right? Well, I think Curse and the Poor also took... <laughs> Kristen Lepore also took, the like, her child, because she has a three-year-old child, and made a lot of the traits that, like, her child is like, like Root, especially in yeah, this age. Yeah, I mean, he's a, yeah, he's supposed to be based on a kid. That's the right. small thing I read about him, too. And then he's able to bring more leaves to this colony, but as he's doing so, he then steps on them, and that's where the episode ends. And it's, it's funny how a couple of the episodes end with him basically screwing something up to a point where he's just, like... Or, or, or just ending something that seemed like it could have been a bigger issue. Right, yeah. You know? Like, the whole entire plot just ends up, like, finishing Especially up in there. this third episode, where he's on a ship again, and he figures out that there's this alien being on there, which ends up mirroring him. It's like a water uh, alien that can shapeshift. And they both kind of challenge each other, saying, I am Groot, until they're having a dance-off. And at that moment, I was like, this is stupid. This is, <laughs> this is for two-year-olds, and I'm out... And then the and then the dancing water Groot starts really going in on it mm-hmm. and explaining and teaching and and wanting to do the right moves and stuff until he's bursted out an airlock, trapped in an airlock, <laughs> and then Groot yeah. just lets him go, shoots him off the space, and says, "I'm Groot." And that was probably my favorite part I, I because that, I was like, "Wow, that was that was a quick ending." And it also reminded me of that Dave Franco um, outer space show that we did oh, a really yeah. long time ago, where he was an alien, and then they ended up having to send him out an airlock. Yeah, no. It took a way longer time for them to realize it than it did for Groot. Though. This one was probably my favorite episode as well, but for a couple different reasons. One, you probably like the, the dance at off. the beginning of the episode, Groot he puts on a wristwatch to his head oh yeah yeah, yeah. Did the you, fitbit did you recognize who voiced the wristwatch i didn't even realize it had a voice oh wait because it said something along the lines of you've run something miles today yes yeah okay i don't care who voiced it them, was but james gunn james gunn himself he was apparently working on a different tv series set or like a movie set and then kirsten laporte was like can we get you in like for five minutes so he recorded his whole thing in five minutes they also got uh the person who played Ua. that was the other group the water shifting group uh that was played by they had Trevor. much more emotion in their face in their voice so I, yeah. I do give them more credit than the wristwatch guy. well it was played by trevor duvall and i found it funny because there's an inside joke because obviously he says i am Groot, but he voiced the Groot in all of the like animated guardians of the galaxy nice. tv series nice. and things like that and i did kind of like the i do like there. that i know this backstory yeah now, to that episode okay episode four Groot is on an alien planet that looks a lot like the guardians of the galaxy two place mm-hmm. in fact i was like well maybe it oh is. it is no it 100 was yeah. oh awesome so it does go in order of events well almost. that's sorry i probably shouldn't say 100 was that's what it reminded me of too it's called Groot takes a bath yeah uh, and i say he's taking a mud bath because he finds out that this mud uh, promotes leaf growth wherever he puts it and then he tries all these cool styles of outfits on and hairstyles and stuff and he's looking in Scarlet Mirror. I can already tell by your face that it was your least favorite episode. Yeah, it was And then one. there's the squirrel bird that reminds me of the thing from Up even though it's like a little different. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a Pixar short called The Birds because oh, okay. it, it looked exactly like it, but yeah. It just taunts him because he's running out of the mud and once he does then and all the feathers or not the feathers but the leaves fall off of him. Uh, Groot looks at the bird angrily and then shaves it 
Yeah. <laughs> shaves the lizard, or sorry, not the squirrel bird, and then takes its like multicolored coat back with him. And that was the end of the episode. And again, three minutes. I don't care. It was fine. Yeah. And then the last episode. Magnum Opus. That's what that one's called. Yeah. Oh, okay. And for then, no Magnum Opus for this last this one. This makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because that's what that means. Um, so Rocket is in this. I think that's the biggest deal is Bradley yeah. Cooper came back. But how could he not? Since he's Groot's best friend, it would have been strange if they had gotten like Drax, especially with how that guy said he doesn't <laughs> like dressing up as Drax. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, Groot is stealing. He's basically doing what a bird does when it nests. He's taking all this random stuff like fur and soap and like pushing it all together and then creating a, an explosive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rocket comes in all worried and he kind of just shows him a picture of uh, of them all being a family together and then he saves rocket's life because of a different bomb that he'd set up and then that was about the end of the episode people were kind of put that off. was confused yeah people confusing. were put off by kind of the way that uh, rocket looked they said it wasn't 100 oh. what he was like in the film and they also just said that they who's were people at this point like who's watching this and being that critical well also creatures like it kind of even though it was fun to see bradley cooper voice rocket there was really no need for him to be in it they well said. the fifth episode was the most like the guardians of the galaxy though because it had the song in the back Background, the Jimmy Cliff song playing the yes. entire time. Yeah. It took place on the ship and you had more uh, characters. So it did feel like they were trying to make that one the most like the movies mm -hmm. while the other ones were kind of just one-offs adventures. And, and, and I didn't watch it until after I did the research yeah. for uh, the show, but it said that Bradley Cooper, at least listed on IMDb, was in every single one of them. So, so when I saw him in the final one, I was like, oh, okay, there must have been some type of connection here. But do you want to know what the reviews on IMDb Before that, are? I want to ask you, yeah. what was your... Um, favorite disney pixar short that you've ever seen i think it was one uh, before toy story 3 i think it was called day and night or something like that it was animated really well what about yours i would probably say the one that's most memorable to me is always going to be the chess one where the guy's playing chess with himself you know back and forth you know what's so funny is that you brought up that chess short before when it we've just done stuck this with podcast, me from childhood and i brought up the birds short that yeah. i was talking about earlier it depends on, on what age yeah, yeah. What, what age you're at and um also but this specific type of animation and the way that Groot acted it reminded me mostly of actually not a disney associated um animation it reminded me of blue sky studios the ice age mm. people scrap the saber tooth uh, tooth squirrel right yeah and his acorns that's how groot sort of reminded me his adventures that he would be off on his own that he wouldn't talk very much it just seemed very similar and it's funny how ice age the blue sky studios just shut down and they yeah. did issue that final scrat uh <laughs> animation thing right as this came around right afterwards. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think that they should merge the two is what I'm saying. But no, honestly, um, I, I, I'll list my good stuff if yeah, you want to list yours. I would just say that, yeah, like I, uh, I think every other episode. So the first, the third, the fifth, um, Groot's First Steps, Groot's Pursuit. Oh, and you Magnum can't skip. Opus. You can't skip. Even if you don't like three minutes, just watch it. You know, I'm just going to oh, say no, I'm the just, whole thing if you're going to watch it at all. But I'm saying that those were the best ones. And I thought that they actually like it kind of did remind you of Groot from the films, like in his traits and his personality and i did enjoy that yeah so. so for the good stuff i liked i liked the beginning when they would fast forward through the marvel opening credits i mean we've seen those enough in every single marvel production in fact <laughs> i wouldn't even mind if in most other tv shows that they do unless there's something to incorporate that's specifically important but i know a lot of fan base really likes those yeah. uh, that they would do the same thing and just have Groot skin by <laughs> everything um, they also didn't make it feel like it was supposed to be too important. I feel like with too many of these shows, besides Loki and WandaVision, like Moon Knight, Hawkeye, what if, they're all trying to sell the idea that like if you don't watch this series, you're going to miss something right. super important. And it's just not true. 
You know, mm -hmm. we've seen enough of those to realize, okay, they're just sort of one-offs as well. And not everything has to be world-defining. Yep. And also it was just cute and clever. I thought that they did a good job. I would say eight out of 10, everyone should watch it because it's got a, it, it's 15 minutes and it doesn't really matter if you've seen it or not. Even if you dislike it, it's like 15 minutes again. Um, there's really no bads for me, except maybe that Vin Diesel really shouldn't be making money <laughs> from this character, especially in this type of thing. It's He's doing nothing and you can't tell it's him. Yeah. Okay. And the last thing is it's really good that they limit themselves to the three to five minutes because if it had been any longer i'm talking like 10 minute shorts right mm -hmm. i feel like i would have been gritting my teeth that's how quickly it would have gone from good to bad i remember that snoopy series we did a really long time ago yeah, the snoopy where it show. was based towards it was clearly geared towards kids as an audience right, right. but i watched it and we were doing the podcast for it and it was like 10 minutes of the most basic plot and snoopy also has that kind of like immature non-speaking cheekiness to his character so he's similar but it just doesn't work if you just keep pulling out the story for too long yeah. and so that's how that felt and i'm glad they didn't go about it that way and then what if what if the series instead of doing the cartoon thing and having it be 30 minutes or an hour of how long was it? 30 minutes or yeah, it was 30 minutes. Okay, of like cartoons and recreations and not getting all the right people in back to play their characters mm -hmm. and stuff. What if they had just done three to four minutes of what ifs? Kind of like had how it should have ended on, on YouTube, but instead with the actual characters, with actual CGI. Like there's a lot you can say in a story like this. This is goes yeah. to show you. And it would only have to be simple ideas of really dumb like what if scenarios that could have been multiverses. And yeah. they could have actually incorporated the real cast in them because it wouldn't have taken too much of their time. And even if, if Jimmy Kibble is able to do it with his like reading me tweets where he gets the interviewee to do like two minutes on the side, mm -hmm. then they could do the same thing with Robert Downey Jr. And and uh, Chris Evans and all of them and save those clips and use them later on to have them in little shorts yeah, like cause, this. Cause I and I feel like it would have been way more amazing to do it that way. Like if everybody was already in costume and say an Ultron movie and then like five minutes that they serve to do a different little cast thing and then they run back and do that and then they disperse it later. That would have been genius, I think. But instead we're left with uh, not my favorite series. And it was your least favorite series that we were out of the yeah. Out of the group of Marvel series, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the last couple like throughout the mm -hmm thing of like miss marvel or anything but i would say yeah what if is my least favorite and this one is a solid top one for me not the top but you know it's it's yeah up there. this show has the first episode seven then 7.8 7.3 7.4 and then 7.9 and then every single review including the imdb overall score has given this show a seven every single place has said seven they've all said the same exact thing they all said it's really easy to just watch the whole entire like series and that it was good for what it was but that it was nothing more nothing less it's just the most standard series i think we've ever reviewed <laughs> i don't think it's the most standard series because of how short it is it's honestly like not even less than half an episode to most things but they broke it apart and they sold it well and i think that's all you need to do for a character like this yeah so. it has an 80 percent on tomatoes i do want to talk really fast about the future of marvel uh specifically one thing oh, are, are you the guy to talk to about this no, like just you one, know phase six four phase seven all that one stuff. project in general well, hold on the guardians of the galaxy holiday special will be released in december of 2022 it's going to feature the whole entire cast they're all going to be coming back i'm pretty sure it's going to be live action james gunn is going to be directing but will it be it. live <laughs> you made it sound like they were all coming back for some holiday special and i'm thinking of like star wars they did a holiday special where it was live no and uh, you had yeah. a bunch of chewies <laughs> i think it was chewies family that is I think, infamous i'm pretty sure that's what it's going to be kind of mocking 
But the thing that I find interesting is that that's supposed to be the ending of phase four. That special once it airs in December of 2022, there's like a couple more films we're going to get. And that's especially resonant because like I said, WandaVision earlier, that was the start of phase four and that was January of 2021. So this on record will definitely be the fastest phase. Or the shortest. That, yeah, shortest phase that Marvel has ever done. And it seems like uh, Kevin Feige And the said, first one without like a, a super Avengers movie, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah I think we've gone like, what three films at this point and then a ton of tv shows kevin he himself has said that like phase four is it's going to be come more clear what they're trying to go towards by the end of of the series so i don't know exactly what that means just imagine if the next like thanos level villain showed up just at the very end of the holiday special like well <laughs> it reminds it just it surprises me a little bit because it doesn't seem like anything ultra huge happened in this phase i never really keep track of the phases but i do know they introduced the in loki the whole like multiverse thing and then they yeah. expanded upon that in both the doctor strange one and also what was the last Spider -Man, one Spider -Man. oh also well yeah spider-man broke it or whatever yeah yeah so i mean they did have good movies yeah, but I'm just saying that, like, I was surprised that Phase 4 is just going to be done by the end of this year. Anyways, so that's basically all the information I have for the show. I did find it funny one person pointed out that adult Groot in the films, he's very calm and kind of collected, and then baby Groot is always seen as a menace. Oh, no, they make it clear that it's a different Groot. It's not exactly the same Groot. He comes from original Groot, but he's not the Groot. But even in the second Guardians of the Galaxy film, baby Groot is crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's like he like he matures that's the weird thing well no he's not going to be identical to the other group right he's a different group they've had several versions of groups in the comics already too yeah. kind of in similar ways but um again i don't know i'm no expert on that so thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode hope you enjoyed this one did i miss anything from you uh just the fact that there's going to be five more shorts that are going to be released i think later this year no they've way. already written the stories they're in the animation stage right now oh awesome that's that's a good point all right mm -hmm. well thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode bye bye